Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Are you glad you are in the house of God? Okay. Acts chapter 20. Verse. Uh, uh, let me start from. We have, we have covered a few, haven't we? Okay. So let me start from 20. 20. How I kept back nothing that was helpful, but proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly from house to house, testifying to the Jews and also to the Greeks repentance towards God and faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. And see, now I go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will be will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my, uh, I may finish my, my race with joy and the ministry which I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And indeed, now I know that you all, among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God, will see me no more. Therefore, I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all men, for I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. Therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd God's church, which he purchased with his own blood. For I know that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also from amongst yourself will rise up Men will rise up speaking perverse things to draw the disciples after themselves. Therefore, watch and remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone night and day with tears. So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I have coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. Yes, you yourselves know that these hands have provided all my necessities. And for those who are with me, I have shown you in every way by laboring like this, that you must support the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, it is more blessed to give than receive. Hallelujah. 36, and when he had said these things, he knelt down and prayed with them all. Hallelujah. I think I'll stop here. How many have we done so far? Twelve. Let's, so let's rehearse them. Number one was what? The spirit of humility that he carried. We are talking about the manner of life of a leader, the manner or the characteristics of, of the life of a leader. And we are using Paul as our case study. Hallelujah. And we said, verse 19, he was humble, isn't it? Then number two, he had a servant's heart, the spirit of a servant. Next one, he was integrity, amen. These days, the men of God are losing integrity. I pray that you will not lose your integrity as a Christian. Or I say, I pray that you will not lose your, your integrity as a Christian. Integrity is what the people say about you when you are not around. Integrity is how people see you, perceive you. They, 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 people must know you as a, a man or a woman of your word. A true person. Not a dodgy character. Hallelujah. Next one. Committed, committed to the people and to the word of his ministry. Next one. Quickly. He was not prejudiced, isn't it? He? he was 
impartial. Next one. Compassion. Next one. Led by the Spirit. Next one. Fearlessness. That's number number nine. Spirit-filled. Number ten. He was faithful. Number eleven. He was always telling the truth. Number twelve. Sorry? Passion. Okay. Number thirteen. What verse, are, what verse did we get on? 27. Go to 27. Let's see what 27 says. For I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. Okay. Okay. So, uh, what did you say number 11 was? Sorry? Telling the truth. And number 12 was what? Passionate. Number 13. Okay, verse 28. Therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Amen. Now, this is Paul talking to his church, right? And he's saying that, take heed to yourselves and to the flock that God has made you what? Overseers. Now, one of the things, characteristics that a, a leader must have, that Paul had, was a leader develops leaders. A leader develops leaders and Paul was developing the church to become overseers of others. Does that make sense? Are you understanding what I'm saying? A leader is, you see, you, you don't only lead people, you don't only lead people for the sake of leading them. You have to develop people so that they come to the place where you are, so that they can lead others also. You see that most, most of the people that, or most of the the if you like, the old, the first church leaders, they were just people that led the church. The apostles, they led the church. They didn't really develop others to lead. But you see Paul. Paul had Timothy. He was training to lead others. He had Titus. He was training to lead others. He had Philemon. He was training to lead others. He had people that every time, you see, every time... Paul is, is developing people to lead other people. And that is one character trait that we must have as a leader. You know, I, I'm saying that because as a church, God has given us another revelation that we are about to enter into. I think it's a good time to talk about it. That we are going to move, like uh, uh, um, Dr. Lamptey was talking about the vision of having 1,000 people. How are we going to have 1,000 people? We are going to have 1,000 people by the principle of uh, the 30-10 principle. Pastor Kula is going to teach us a little bit more about it. But what it is is that we are going to take people, 10, uh, 30 of us to start with, and each one is going to look after 10 people. You are going to develop 10 people, which means that you are going to be a leader of 10 people. Because if we are going to follow the principle of of of, of, of uh, Paul, then I am, my job is not just to be a pastor of you, but my job is to teach you to become a pastor of others. Am I making sense? Yes, so that all of us here, we must be able to look after 10 other people. Sandra. Amen. Yeah. Sandra, you have had enough to be able to also teach Ten people, what you know up to this point. Are, are you with me? If all of us in this room are, have ten people that we are looking after, faithfully, do you think the number of people will be this number? That's 300 to start with. And it's just, we are taking the first 30 as our starting point. 
Then the 30 develops another 30. And the 30 develops another 30. But all you have to do is to look at the just 10 people. Which means that as you are coming to church, you are responsible for 10 people coming to church. When you are praying, you are praying for 10 people. When you, are, you, you read the Bible, you are reading the Bible because you are going to teach 10 people. Are, are you with me? If, if we get to the place where we are not needed, then we have done our job. Are you with me? I, I will not have done my job if you need me as a pastor every day for the next five years. Then I failed. A leader is the one that works himself out of a job. Are you with me? The test of my leadership skills and ability is not when I'm standing in front of you, when I'm leading you. It's when I'm not around. When I'm not around and you can still do what you're doing and do it more, then it means I've done my job well. Are you getting it? I'm not only training us to, to, to get, have a relationship with God, but to develop so much that we can also teach others also the things that we have received. Hallelujah. The same thing. Let's look at 1 Timothy 4, 13. This is, this is Paul. This is Paul talking to his, his, uh, his son in the ministry. He said, till I come, give attention to reading. This is how we are going to develop the 30-10 principle. Till I come, you give attention to reading. Amen. <laughs> Which means that read the Bible. Read it, read it, read it, read it. Are you with me? Read every book you can, you can. And if you don't have the books, come and see me. I'll give you some books. Till I come, give attention to read it and to exhortation. That means that encourage others. Don't come to church alone. Encourage others to come to church with you. You are responsible for 10, 10, 10 people. Can you not find 10 friends? 10. 10. Yeah. When you are coming to church, these ten are coming with me. Yeah. Yes, because I'm leading them. I'm their leader. Yeah, I pray for them. I encourage them. I work with. I help them. I am responsible for them. You see, what that would make you become is that you be, make you go deeper. Are you with me? It will make you become more disciplined. How many remember that in school, those who were teaching? The students who teach others are students who do well. They do better, isn't it? It's like as soon as they learn the mathematical equation, after the, 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 uh, uh, the lecture, you see them teaching their friends. Those are the ones who always do well. The ones who ask, they, 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 they understand the thing, but they don't teach anybody. After a while, they forget. And they write the exams and fail. <laughs> I'm not telling anybody what time. Do you understand? You pretend like you don't understand. Because you want to surprise them when the exam results come. It's like you did better than everybody. No, you see they're going right exam confidently and fail. But you see, as if you have to teach somebody, it means it will make you study. If you have to, to go and encourage somebody, how, what are you going to encourage them with? It will mean that you have to develop your relationship closer to God. And you see, the more people you teach, the longer you stay in God anyway. Those who started in, in, in church and didn't teach anybody over a, a long period of time, they backslid. You know, I was talking to a friend just before I came to church. I was talking to a friend. This guy was my friend. We went to church together. In fact, I went to church before he did. I went to church together. We're talking, and it's like he said something. He said, "As for you, you are you are far advanced in ministry than us." And I said, ah, "I started with this guy, and he just just when I was coming to church, he said, you, you, now you are far advanced.'" I was telling him that I went back home, and I went to our pastor, pastor church, and our pastor introduced me to preach, and I was preaching. In, in our pastor's church. And I was, I was just sharing the experience with him. Then he said, as for you, you are far advanced. You know, what has made me more advanced than him? Because I decided to teach others the little I knew. knew. He did not. 
Are you getting it? And as I was teaching the little I knew, it, it, it forced me to learn more. It forced me to go deeper because I can't give what I don't have. So I have to go deeper. And the deeper I went, to, because of the people that are, the small people, I'm, the group of people I'm teaching, the deeper I went, the deeper they went. Today, most of them are also pastors and also have people. I'm sure you've seen some of them come here. Hallelujah. So it is not just about you learning a few scriptures and learning, you know, a few like revelations that like now in these days I know the word. You know the word for what? So till I come give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine, do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy. I prophesied to you that there is a gift inside of you that you haven't used. I say I prophesy to you that God has deposited something. Even if you have been in this church for two, day, two minutes or three minutes, God has put something inside of you. Amen. If you have heard me preach, I guarantee you God has put something inside of you. Amen. Hallelujah. And if only you will use it. By the laying on of hands of the eldership, meditate on these things. Give thyself wholly to them that your profiting may appear to all. If you give yourself holy, you see, if you have people depend on you, you will give yourself holy. Do you know that when a boy gets married, a boy. when a boy gets married, he develops. He becomes a man. In a short period of time, he develops. Pressure. Are you getting what I'm saying? I, I said a boy because I don't want you to look at an, a big, a, 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 an old person. I'm saying that when, even when a young man, very young man, gets married, as soon as he gets married, there's something that comes upon them. Because now responsibility has arrived. Because you have to be responsible for somebody. They have to eat. The people have to eat. You can't just get up and be playing video games when you have children to feed. Are you getting what I'm saying? You can't do that. You can't, you see, you can't behave like a boy. But you see a full-grown man who sits and plays video games all day because there's no responsibility. You know, he just has uh, like crisp and bread and uh, chocolate and he's fine. Even when the landlord is coming, he closes the window and pretends as if he's not there. <laughs> you know, and he's still hiding in the, under the bed and playing video games. Because he has no responsibility. But when you have the ch a children in the house, you can't hide. When the landlord is knocking, the children will be shouting and playing. You can't say that they, they should keep quiet because the landlord has come. <laughs> my, my father says that he's not in. <laughs> Yeah, the child will come and say, my father says I should tell you that he's not in. He says, where is he? He's in the room. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So you see, you end up giving yourself wholly to it. And your profiting appears because now your responsibility forces you to do a lot more. Are you with me? The reason why we don't go deep, we don't progress as Christians is because we don't want to take responsibilities. But see, the Christian progress, progression is like that for when for the time. Is it Hebrews 5? Hebrews 5, I think it's 16 or 17. It says, when for the time that you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you the same things. Have you found the scripture? I think from 12, 5, 12 down. It says, for though by this time you ought to be what? Teachers. Which means that the progression of Christianity is that when you come, you come like a, a baby, you learn a few things, then you must get to a place where you now become a teacher. So you must teach others what you know. Amen. So all of us in this room qualify. Because all of us in this room, we know a lot, a lot more than somebody who, has, who has, is, is out there. Amen. How many will join this 3010 
Give me a wave. You'll be part of this 30. You decide that I'm going to look after 10 people. And we're not saying go and find 10 strangers from nowhere. We'll give you the 10. They are, they are already in this church. Say, so these 10 people, look after them. Because you'll be amazed how, how big this church is. This church is far bigger than we see. The only problem is that we don't have people to be responsible for a lot of people. So you have only few people that are overwhelmed by different people. We have on our books, we have more than 400 people in this church. Yeah. And I can tell you that the people that chase these 400 people, they are not even up to 20. They are not even up to 12. The people that look after these 400 names I'm talking about, they are not even up to 12. So obviously, they don't do much. So very few people come to church. But if we're going to have 30 people decide that I'm going to take, give me 10, give me 10, give me 10. See, when you have somebody supervising you, you work better, isn't it? When you have somebody who will call you when you don't come to church, will come and visit you, will be praying for you, will be calling you throughout the week, nobody will tell you to come to church. But sometimes, because, you see, sometimes when I remember this person, that person, anybody that I remember and call, the Sunday they come to church. How many are like that? Yeah. But how many of these 400 people can I remember to call before the end of the week? Hallelujah. There's a time. Somebody, if you are using a proper Bible, circle the word time. By this time. There is a time. You see, these days, all these digital things, I don't know how you circle the word or underline. Okay, underline it on your, on your phone. For by this time, someone say, for by this time. So there is a time that you ought to be a teacher. Amen. And if you have a good teacher, the teacher must graduate you to the point that you can also teach others. See, most of us as teachers, we like, or pastors, we like to have people depend on us all the time. It makes us feel very important. So when you dream, you have to come and tell me your dream, then I'll tell you what it means. When I'm ready. When I see you, that the Lord is talking to you, or the Lord is talking to me about you. <gasps> then you start saying, then I say, my pastor is very powerful. No, no, I should teach you to hear the Lord yourself. <laughs> so you don't need me. Then you can help others. Hallelujah. You see, anybody Paul came into contact with, he developed them to become leaders. Are, are, are you getting it? Anybody, anybody, he developed them. Don't be too happy that you are just around in the church without any responsibility. Hallelujah. Amen. He says that take heed to yourself. I'm still reading 1 Timothy 4. I'm now in verse 16. Take heed to yourselves that and continue in them. For in doing this, you will save yourself and, to, and those who hear you. Amen. Look at 2 Timothy 2.2. This is what he tell, Paul tells Timothy. And the things you have heard from me among many witnesses, the same commit to faithful men who teach others also. So the principle is simple. It's like a relay. When you get it, you, you run 100 meters, you pass it on. Same thing you heard. Then somebody also runs and passes it on. Somebody also runs and passes it on. Amen. Amen. That is how we develop and expand the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. It's insecure leadership that wants you to depend on them. I am the only one with the revelation. I am the only one who has heard from God. I am the man of the hour, the man of God. I am the man that you need to talk to. If God wants to talk, he has to talk through me to you. You can't hear anything. I'm the bishop of the house. 
Then what? See, see, he is the archbishop of the church, and where the church is only about 30 people. And he has a big title, very far ahead of everybody. <laughs> He's like, after him, there is no, there is nobody else. After him is the deacon. <laughs> there is no bishop, no reverend, no pastor. After him is a mini deacon. Above everybody else. No, that's not good leadership. I say that's not good leadership. You have to develop people so that they come to your level. So they can also develop others also. Hallelujah. Paul was a developer of people. Amen. He was a shepherd developer. Jesus was a shepherd developer. He said, follow me and I'll make you fishes of men. I will develop you to fishmen. But today we have become... We are there and everybody else is under us. No, that's not a good equation. Next one, let's go on. <laughs> let's go on. What number are we on? Today I want to finish, so it helped me quickly to finish. 14. Okay, 14. Let's go to, what verse were we on? 29. For I know that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. The next one is that he was a realist. See, m- most of us, most of us as leaders, we are we are airy fairy. We are not real. We pretend. I may know what I'm talking about. We pretend when things are not okay. You pretend as if everything is okay. No, 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 no. Don't pretend. Yeah, don't pretend. It's like you, you're always cool. Nothing bothers you. You are never ever angry. You are never ever happy. You are never ever sad. As for you, everything is... Oh, oh. No, 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 no. There's something you're hiding from us. <laughs> There's something you're hiding. You're not real. As for pastor, he's always happy. He's always praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. You're not real. We cannot, we cannot get to your level. It's like, as for you, you're always, you know, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. You wake up in the morning, holy, holy. In the afternoon, holy, holy. In the evening, holy, holy. Next year, holy, holy. The near, holy. No. No. We don't trust. I don't, I will not trust a leader like that. I don't know about you, but I won't trust a leader like that. No, I want, I want you to uh, be able to relate with you. Are you with me? Keep it real. Keep it real. Be a realist. Yeah. Paul was always real. You see, you read the Bible, you can see Paul was angry. <laughs> Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm. May God do something very bad to him. <laughs> May he die early. <laughs> he said, what was the other guy? Demas has forsaken me. Having loved this present world. Demas, something, as he's going, God, don't let him, let him feel some, let him see some pepper. He said that, you see, they are telling me from the house of Chloe that, that, that I've heard rumors, I've heard gossip. Go- it means you're a gossip. You, Paul, you're a gossip. That's why you heard gossip. That there are fornications happening amongst you. There are bitterness going on. How did he hear it? He's real. He's real. He said that I've heard that a man is sleeping with his own mother in the church. Yeah. This days when you go to church, they, they, everybody knows this man is sleeping with this woman and he's married to this woman. Everybody knows, but the pastor will never mention it. That's why nobody wants to go to the church. Because we are not real. We don't deal with issues. Yeah. Because we are afraid if we deal with that issue, everybody will leave. Let them go. I say let them go. The God that brought them, when there was nobody, the same God will bring others. And you see, for us all, 
We all know that we are sinners. Do you understand? We all know we are sinners. And so when you are talking about sin, we are not nervous. Preach, pastor. Listen, if your hair is black and your eyes are brown, and I'm talking about black hair and brown eyes, would you get offended? Am I not talking about you? <laughs> so if you are sinning, and I'm talking about a sin, why should you be angry? I'm talking about your black hair and your brown eyes. It's you. So take it. And do something about it. Oh, oh you don't understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Preach, Pastor. Yeah. But when I come, I talk about Brazi- Brazilian hair. You know, you can have blonde. You cannot. Your hair will never become blonde. And it will never be long. When I start talking about that, you switch off because it's not you I'm talking to. to. Because you will never grow blonde hair. You will never have. Actually, I uh, 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 You will not. No, 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 no. Oh, why are you spoiling my message? <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's, let's be real. Paul was real. That's why he was effective. The others were not real. When you read the others, you can't really... The only person I like very much is James. Because James was also real. Yeah. James was a real guy, a school guy. The rest are like, oh, very... Beloved, let's love God. Love is of God. Listen, we have some real things to deal with. (laughs) Let's deal with some real things. Let's talk. Listen, if you are married, your body belongs to your husband, and your husband's body belongs to you. So when you are sleeping at night, your husband touches you. Who is that? Your mother. Listen. Listen, I didn't write that Bible. I didn't write. Paul was talking about it. Talking about real things. Things that are happening in homes. He says that, listen, it's better for you not to marry. Because those who marry, such have trouble in their flesh. I have seen this person, they have trouble. This person, they have trouble. These people, they have trouble. These people, they have trouble. This, every one of them, they, they are all married. They all have troubles. But if you cannot, me, I'm, I know I, I don't like trouble, so I'm not married. But if you cannot, then I spare you marry. But if you can, then be like me. He was real. He was a realist. You see, Christianity is a real thing. Let's not. The reason why we all run away from the Catholic Church and all those people is because they make it very unreal. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son. And the Listen, we are talking about real life. My landlord is coming. It's not, I'm not dominus, I'm not dominus, I'm not dominus. Why is he taking us? Are you understanding what I'm saying? That's why we come to this church. We'll talk about real things, we'll not talk about. Every fairy, I'm not dominos, I'm not dominos. I'm not dominos, it's not here. You don't even understand Latin. No, they didn't read Latin. How many of you learn Latin? They didn't learn Latin. <laughs> listen, to, listen to what he says. 2 Timothy 2, 3. 2 Timothy 3, 1. He says that, but in the last days, there will be terrible times. Men will become lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love for unforgiving, slanders, without selfish self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, but treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the form of godliness but denying the power thereof. He's talking about real things. Real things today. I come to church, we are talking about all these type of things that we all know is not true. But we are coming to sit and listen to it. 
after a while, we'll stop coming. Because what I'm dealing with is not what you are talking about. Hallelujah. Let's go on quickly. I want to finish today. One number amount. Sorry? Number <laughs> four. Also from among yourselves. No, they go back to 29. I like 29. For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. 30. Also from among yourselves, men will rise up, speaking perverse things, to draw away the disciples after themselves. See, one thing about Paul I like is that Paul was very confrontational. He was a warrior. He was not afraid to fight. You see, most leaders in the church today, we don't like confrontation. We don't like face-to-face. That is how come our leadership is very weak. You hide behind the pulpit and address this brother who is misbehaving. Say, some of you, and you see when they want to address this person, they come and stand here. Some of you, you are misbehaving in the church. And no. You, come. 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 Take him to the back. Remove your shirt. Come. And then beat him up. Not physically. Not physically, but beat him up. Deal with him. Are you getting what I'm saying? Pastor says you beat. No, no, no. I said, go beat anybody. But what I'm saying is that confront people. Say, you, you are misbehaving. What you are doing is not good. You have to behave yourself. Why are you beating your wife? I'll beat you right now. And I've done that before. I held the person. You want to fight somebody? Come fight me. I hear from today, if I hear that you touch your wife again, you and me will fight and we'll see. He went home to apologize. <laughs> they are still married to today. Be a warrior. When somebody is spoiling the church, don't be afraid to confront the person. That's right. Because, listen, they are mercenaries. This church, this church, this same church, one day, we're here. And this man came. He sat where you are sitting. I was preaching, going up and down, laughing like how we are laughing, clapping like how we are clapping, got up to pray like everybody else. After the church, you know how we stand in the foyer and we're talking. So he started talking to people. Then he started to prophesy to people. Yeah. Personal prophecies. Your mother is like this. But you see this church, there's one, something about this church that I love so much. You won't finish your sentence, the message you have gone to the office as you are talking in the foyer. He did not finish his sentence. Somebody just tapped him. <laughs> Somebody just tapped him and said that pastor is looking for you in the office. So... I, 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 I'm not telling you a story. This happened in this church. I was in, so I was in the office. The guy came. So, brother, sit down. He sat down. I said, oh, so how are you? So what is your name? He said, oh, I am Pastor XYZ. And then he said, yeah, I came from this country. And, you know, I used to work with them. He mentioned some big minister from some, some country. He said, do you know about that man? He said, yeah, yeah, do you know? Then he mentioned this man. This man he mentioned like five big names. <laughs> then he said, oh, I've worked with all of them. Uh, this man, I used, to, I used to work in this church, and my pastor transferred me to another branch. I started a branch, and my branch was bigger than the main church. So the pastor got jealous, and pastor transferred himself to my church. <laughs> you know, so I decided that maybe, I, so I left. So now I've come. And I said, and so now you have come. Where have you come? Say, I've now come into this land. I'm just believing God. I said, okay. So I said, so he started talking. He was talking. I was looking at him. He was looking at me. I was, he was looking at me. I said, you know something? So you are very anointed, aren't you? 
so you are, you are a prophet, aren't you? You say, yeah, professor, I'm very anointed. The Lord gives me the ability to see. So he started giving me some miracles. I said, hey, me too, I am very anointed. <laughs> very, very, very powerfully anointed. I also came from South Africa. When I came from South Africa, and I knew that I was so anointed, and God had given me the revelation, the power, and the gift, and authority, and the word, and everything, I went to stand at the train station, and I clapped my hands. I said, hey, everybody, I am anointed. Come and follow me. So the people you see sitting there, I went to the train station and clapped my hands, and they came. If you say you are also anointed, go to the train station. Clap your hands there. Don't come and stand here and be talking to people and giving them. Get up before I kick you. As he was going, I was looking. I said, let me never see you here again. And he left. He left, he left here and he went to my friend's church. And then my brother, he has found a prophet. He took him and he was very happy. I went to visit my friend and I saw this guy there. <laughs> Hello. 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 Chris, Chris, this is my friend. He's very sharp. Sharp. So I'm using him. His prophetic gift in my church. So now the people have believed that I'm very bad. So, okay. So, this man was doing, he do convention, do programs, and then he would put this man there as guest speaker. Then speak, they do his magic. Then do his magic. I said, oh, this guy is very powerful. Then, uh, before long, the guy one day stood up. And told this my friend, whose church he had going to, it's because of me these people are coming. This guy who came to here and I sacked him. He said he went to my friend's church. He said because of me the people are coming. And he went to tell the people that your pastor is not powerful. I'm the one who has the power. And he took he took more than half of the church away. Yeah. The guy could not confront. So he lost half of his church. Me, I will remove my shirt. <laughs> I will remove my shirt if you like come. That was how Paul was. He will confront when, what he has to confront. I used, he said that from amongst you, people will rise up, speaking perversely to draw men away. Some will come from outside. Some will come from inside. But if you're a warrior, you stand to fight. To protect the sheep. See, Paul was telling all, the, all these things to them because he's telling that you have to protect the sheep. Because they will come not sparing the flock. What has a wolf got to do with sheep? A wolf sees sheep as dinner. He sees it as, as lamb chops. As the sheep is walking, seeing lamb chops, lamb chops, a lot of lamb chops. This is, this is roasted, this is grilled, this is fried, this is boiled, lamb chops. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't, don't sit there and make people make lamb chops out of the people God has blessed Amen. you with. See, I used to be gentle. I'm not this, I've never always been this gra gra. I used to be very gentle. I mean, my default mode is a very quiet, I'm a very quiet person. I know you don't believe it, but <laughs> you see, Jack and I, how you are. That's how I, I, I always, I'd rather not talk. Yeah, I'm a very gentle, quiet person. Nature. I'm a very quiet, I'd rather not talk than talk. But this job doesn't go with that. <laughs> that life. Do you understand? You can't be, yeah, so I've had to. One day. We had just started a church, very young church. Somebody came to the church, started very serious brother, you know, come, come. So it's like, oh, this guy's helping. This guy's helping. Then one day, we're, we're at home. The guy said, oh, he'll come and visit us. So, you know, as he was there, this man has come. Oh, it's a very serious brother, serious guy. I mean, the church, we didn't even have about 10 people, 10, 15 people. So this brother was like very, when we are praying, you hear his tongues, you know that mm, this guy, he has been around. 
So we, I, I used to like the guy. Then one day he said, come and visit. So as soon as he came to visit, he came to the uh, living room. My wife said, oh, what would you eat? What would you drink? Biscuits. So my wife went to the kitchen to get biscuits and things. Then I was talking to the guy. Then the guy said, yo, I was one of the people that led a, a very big uh, pastor. I led this pastor to Christ. Hey. <laughs> 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 it was this. I said, hey. <laughs> he started mentioning some names and talking about some things. Then I said, so you, <laughs> you are one of the people that led this man and this man and this man and this man to, ch- to Christ. And you are here. <laughs> what do you want from here? I said, have you seen this door? I pointed to my door. I said, have you seen this door? As you are going out, don't let it hit you. Like joke, like play. Within five, my wife was not back from the kitchen. The man had, had sacked him. I said, don't let me see you ever again. Because he came to intimidate me. So as he was going, he thought that I was joking. So you take two steps, then you look back when I'm calling back. Then you go, then you look back, then you go and look back. You see, where we used to live, it's, it's like here, it opens to a, a, like a park. So he crossed the road and was walking on the park going. Then my wife came in the tree. So where is he? <laughs> then I said, there he is, he's going. <laughs> he said, what happened? I said, he said he brought this person and that person and that person and that person to Christ. Then she sat down with a tray. <laughs> so, <laughs> what did you say to you? I said, he should never come here again. Yeah. Listen, as soon as he left, the church started growing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Never ever allow anybody to intimidate you. I say, never allow anybody to intimidate you. Never ever allow anybody to come and sit. It's like, you, you are not anointed. Apprentice you are just a training pastor. I'm, I'm more anointed. No, if you say anointed, train station, show them the train station. Because that's where you started from. Yeah. So go and stand. I told the guy, have you seen the train station? Go and stand there. He didn't want to go and stand in the train station. Because <laughs> it's too difficult. He wants to prophesy his way into a great, great church. <laughs> you don't prophesy your way into a big church. You go and stand at the train station. Yeah, you go where two or three are gathered together. Uh, if you have never prayed, uh, prayed with that, that scripture, you are not called. How many know that scripture? Where two or three are gathered together. If you haven't pre- prayed with that says, uh, scripture, I, I challenge your, your call. If you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more would the heavenly father? If you haven't prayed with that prayer and you have a big church, I question your church. <laughs> yeah, because you start with two or three, you will feel discouraged. You pray that prayer. <laughs> because sometimes you and whoever you are praying, you, you make the two. <laughs> God, the Holy Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. So you see, you start a small fellowship. Somebody will come in to stamp, tell them this thing. Means I'm very anointed as I'm stand, sitting here. I'm very anointed. If you say you're anointed, go and stand there. Far away from me and see whether somebody will come and join you. Hallelujah. Yeah. yeah. He went and spoiled that church. The next time I heard he was in another church. He went there and spoiled that one too. Yeah. Then I heard he went to Bradford. (laughs) 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 So maybe I have to give you his mark shot in case he appears in your church. Let's, let's, read let's go on, let's go on, quickly, quickly, my time. Therefore, watch and remember that three years I did not 
cease to warn everyone night and day with tears. Read on. So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I have coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. It means I have not been greedy. See, the tendency of leadership is that you can easily lord it over people. Are you with me? The tendency of having a certain style of leadership because, you know, as a church, this is my church, so now I, I deserve a, a car. The church must buy me a car. The church must give me clothing allowance. The church must give me this allowance, that allowance. The church must pay me. The church must do this. The church must do that. The church must do this. The tendency is there. Because if I say I, I deserve, uh, what do you call it? A, a, a Lamborghini. Can you say no? When I was starting the church, where were you? <laughs> yeah. And I say I need clothing allowance. Can you say no? Can, can you, can, who, who in this room can say no? Yeah. So the tendency of becoming greedy and covetous is so high if you are not very careful. The church is about to be eight years. I've never earned money from the church. Never earned a salary from this church. Yeah. Not even one pound. I work and I pastor. A church our size should be able to take care of me as a pastor full time. A lot of churches are doing that. That's why they don't have their own building. We have bought this building. Very soon, we will bend the mortgage here. Very, very soon. By next year, God willing. We have almost finished paying the building. And we are going to be here. Look how we are, how many we are. Only that many. Yeah. Because every penny is used for the ministry. Every penny. Can I not? Even Paul says that the, 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 the cow that treads the floor must not be muzzled. If I have if I've given you spiritual things. Is this a great thing to give, give me physical things? It's nothing. Are, are you getting it? But, but yet still, says, I have not coveted anybody. Paul was a tent maker. He made tents. He, 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 he worked and he preached. You see, when I was growing up, when I was growing up, People were lazy, went into full-time ministry. I don't know whether it's like that now, but when I was growing up as a young Christian, it was only lazy people that went into full-time ministry, and nothing has always stuck in my, in my head. Yeah. <laughs> the, the unemployed lazy people, they do full-time ministry. <laughs> but you see, when a lazy person is doing full-time ministry, the type of ministry they do is different from when a hard-working person is doing full-time ministry. Because you're, you're, you bring what you are into the ministry. If you are lazy, the, you'll be a, the church will be a lazy pastor church. If you're hard-working, you, it will be seen in the church. Hallelujah. I had, I had two pastors call me. said, no, you have to be full-time. You see, the Lord has spoken to me. This my my friends. The Lord has spoken to me to tell you that you have to be full-time. Say, my Jack. We are running, we are running two different races. You have your own, I have my own. The Lord hasn't told me to go yet. At the proper time, when it's needed, I will go. But until by then, let me do what I'm doing. You do what you are doing. Yeah. Hallelujah. I, I, you understand what I'm saying? 
Don't be covetous. See, like I see uh, uh, my pastor friends, they have, you know, car allowance. Uh, what do you call? Yeah, I, I have a friend. Every year, they give him new car. Every year. And it's paid by the church. No, and the church is not bigger than our church. Every year, new car. Where, where am I going with my new car? When that new that that new I'm car comes, get new branch. new branch. You are preaching. No. no, 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 Hallelujah. Yeah, who are you trying to impress? No. Let's read on. I've coveted no one's apparel. Yes, you know that these hands have provided my necessities for those who were and for those who are with me. It means that he was not lazy. So the next one is not being slothful. Not being lazy. Romans chapter 12 verse 11. He says, I'm not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saint, giving to hospitality, blessed, those who persecute you and bless and do not curse them. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hard working. Hard working. I always say I have two full-time jobs because I do this job like a full-time job and I do my job like a full-time job. Yeah. Hallelujah. Because the fact that I'm working does not mean that I should give you unprepared food. I don't know whether you understood what I said. It, it doesn't mean that I should give you, uh, what do you call it? Leftover. Leftover food. And to prepare good food, I have to go deep. And to go deep, it takes time. You, you know, how many have prepared food, proper food before? Where is the proper food? Like you are feeding, like Christmas type of lunch. You don't prepare in five minutes. Well, some dishes, the meat will take four hours to cook. Yes, yeah, some of them slow cooked. Sometimes they take overnight. Half, half. <laughs> Isn't it? Over slow cooked casserole. Sometimes overnight. Six months only. Yeah. Hallelujah. In the same way, the uh, uh, spiritual food, the proper one, it takes a long time. And it's like, that is what you need. You need to be able to be hardworking, to spend the night and the day doing one thing and doing the other. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Amen. What number are we on? Let's finish quickly. Let's finish. And he said that for those who were with me also, I have shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak and remember the words of our Lord Jesus that it is more blessed to give than to receive. Amen. He says that I have been responsible for that others who are with me. Amen. One of the character traits of Paul is that he was responsible. Amen. Let's not be irresponsible. Hallelujah. What, what, what verse are we on? Go back to 35. I have shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak. You must give to the weak. See, pastors and leaders are one of the most stingiest group of people who don't give. Uh, the place is gone quiet. <laughs> we always encourage people to give, but we ourselves, we don't give. Hallelujah. Pastors, we don't give. We don't share. We always take, asking people to give, but we don't give. But you see, it's a spiritual principle. If you are not a giver yourself, your church will not give. Because it's, it's, it's a spirit. Becoming generous is a spirit. Are, are you getting it? If you're a giver, 
your church will always be a giving church. If you are somebody with who doesn't give, your church will not give. You can quote all the scriptures. You can preach all the, the script, uh, sermons on giving. If you are not a giver, the people don't give. One day the Lord told, told me, any day, you, any time you take an offering in the church, if you call the highest figure, be the one to give the highest figure. From that day to today, there's never been a time that I've, I've taken offering that I've not given the highest in this church. Never. When I say the highest is 1,000, I give 1,000. When I say it's 200, I give 200. When it's 500, I give 500. It's a principle. Don't say the highest is 500 and you, the pastor, you give 50. <laughs> Don't do that. Hallelujah. It's a principle. So he said, I have given. It's more blessed. In Philippians chapter three, uh, chapter four, he said that I have learned how to abase and how to abound. I've le learned to work with my hands so that I'll have to give. See, when we read that scripture, it starts from there, then goes to the 19th, my God shall supply my needs. That's the one we know. But start from there, go to verse 1 and start from there. The church was a giving church and was led by a giving pastor. Amen. We must learn to be givers. You see, if you're going to be a leader, be a giver. Because it's not what you say. It's what you do. It's what you do. Amen. Let's learn to become very, very, very giving. Because when you do that, the people will learn that spirit. Somebody, somebody came to me. How come you are able? You've been able to buy this building. It's no secret. I'm a giver. So the people give the small coins and change. We, and I'm very, my grace to it. I'm, I did economics. My, my <laughs> I, I, I'm an economist. So I know how to let one pound go far. <laughs> In fact, I have a question for Dr. Lamte. I'm waiting. I can't wait to finish. He says they are going to plant trees from one end of Africa to another. I want to ask him, whose house are they going to break to plant that tree? Uh, yesterday, I wanted to ask that question, but I thought it was, it was a silly question. They would know how, how unintellectual I am. So I said, let me leave that question. I'll ask him when I see him. So that's your question. I'm waiting for the answer. Whose house are they going to break? I want to build a tree from one end of the continent to another. It will pass through people's houses. Or oh, you haven't thought about it. Hey, you. Agenda 2060. No, the, the question was. I, I have it. No, 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 no. I have it on my phone. I have it on my phone. It is A21 minus P21. Divided by A21 minus P21 into brackets P21 minus P times 100. <laughs> you have to explain the equation to me. I don't understand it. <laughs> okay, okay. So where are we? Let, let's finish quickly. Let's finish, please. Let's finish. Where are we? What number are we? What number have I given you? We have twenty-one to go. So quickly, let's finish. We are nineteen. Okay, go back to thirty-five. I have, I have shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus that is more blessed to give than to receive, 37, 36. And when he had said this, he knelt down and prayed with them all, 37, and they all wept freely. Amen. 
he was a shepherd. He is a shepherd. The first one we said was a shepherd, a race of shepherds, isn't it? But he himself was a shepherd. And number 20, or is it 21? Number 20, 20 was he knelt down and interceded for them. He is an intercessor. You cannot be a leader who is not an intercessor. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 25 says that, therefore he is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for us. Amen. Amen. 